0: reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome into episode six. I cannot believe we're at already episode six of Beyond Basic and co-host Ella DiGiovanni joining me Right here in Nashville, Tennessee,
1: <laughs> in the Music City, in the Music City, people.
0: Yeah, and we actually had a pretty fun week leading up to today's podcast. Ella was here; uh, she arrived on Friday, and I kid you not, and we were off to the races. Like, <laughs> we we were seriously off to the races. Like I was at a shoot doing this Music City Bowl um, shoot for a show, and then Ella literally got off the plane ubered to nissan stadium where the shoot was and then we we did not sit down ella no. for the next like six hours we got
1: we got it we was crazy finally got to the shoot we were going to at uh what was it three and i mean we three got o'clock. there and i looked at kayla and i said i can't wait to eat food i've been thinking about food yeah. since i got to the airport at 4 45 in the morning that's all i could think about
0: it was It was sane. And so the shoot that she's talking about, so we decided we wanted to get some professional pictures done for this Beyond Basic podcast just to use on our social media platforms and things. Uh, We um, are lucky enough to have a fabulous, fabulous photographer by the name of Lindsay, and she just did a great job. It was supposed to be a one-hour shoot. One hour. It turned into (laughs) a (laughs) three-hour shoot.
1: No, she was she was awesome. She was the best. Shout out to them. Give her a follow on Instagram. What is it at Lindsay Grace Whitten, Right, W H I D D O N. Yes. Um, she does a ton of work in Nashville. Um, I was looking at her Instagram the other day to see her photos, and she has some pretty big names that she shoots, which is cool. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. So we're we're thrilled to be a part of that, and we can't wait to share those photos with you. Probably gonna get them next week, so look for that on social media. But It is really um, gonna be a fun podcast today and so I don't wanna waste any more time because I wanna get straight to it. So Ella, why don't you do the pleasure of introducing our next Beyond Basic guest well, Kayla, I am so excited to welcome our guest this
1: week, Colleen Wolf from the NFL Network. She is on Thursday Night Football. She's on the desk for Good Morning Football Weekend. She's also a Philly girl, so obviously I have a special place in my heart for that. Colleen, welcome. We're so happy to have you this
2: is great thanks guys i was so excited when i saw a 215 number pop up on my phone i, had, I, I didn't I was, even realize it <laughs>
1: when you gave me yours i thought oh see this is a match made in heaven a 215 it's perfect. number it's perfect um well first let's talk a little bit about your experience on thursday night football so people who may not be familiar you're on the desk pre-game before every thursday night football game you travel to the city where the game is being played and then you do an entire post game show on set on the field, which which is so, so cool. So can you talk a little bit about what that experience has been like this season and and sharing the desk with these big names and you know, every game plays out differently and that experience, having to adjust and pivot to whoever wins or who's called upon in that post game interview?
2: Yeah, it's been it's been so different from everything I've ever done before. First of all, it's so much fun. I'm usually in studio. So to be able to travel to all these cities that I've never been to before and see all these stadiums is so much fun. And sort of like you said, every single game has been so different this year. Every single show has had its own sort of like weird, unique, kind of funny identity. Like some shows are completely off the wall. We have Michael (laughs) Irvin running around like a lunatic and it's just Steve Smith is standing there giving him the stink eye and it's just ridiculous. Everybody's just off the wall. And then Other times it's just like a clean, super fun, sometimes semi-serious show. So it's been like such a – just such a cool experience for me having never done it before. And also it's a little different because every single – Every game has a different crew of guys on the desk. So a lot of times with these shows, you have to sort of get into a rhythm with the people that you're around right. and kind of build a chemistry with them. So the challenge this year has is is kind of like just having a different group of people with me all the time and immediately just having that flow and trying to like get into a rhythm with them, which the guys that they've put on the desk with me are so easy to work with, thank (laughs) God. So there's like never been a problem with that. And it actually makes it kind of more fun because it's like every week we're rolling the dice
0: and we're going to see what happens with this group of people. (laughs) Yeah, But it's been awesome. You mentioned uh, you travel a lot with your job. You're actually just here in my city in Nashville, so I hope you enjoyed Music <gasps> City. I loved it. Yes, it's it's a cool place right now. I was so excited that you got to enjoy it. and. When you talk about the travel calling, it's something different cuz you say you spend so much time in the studio, but now with this new gig, you're getting out every week, you're seeing new cities. What's like a regular week like for you during oh. the NFL season? If regular is oh even my God. the right word yeah. to use.
2: <laughs> you guys, it's so crazy. Um my my schedule this year it is like it's out of control. So <laughs> I, a regular week for me is, so Monday, I'm off Monday and Tuesday, but I still have to do, uh, I'll do a hit for our Around the NFL podcast on Mm -hmm. Tuesdays, but I do it from my house because I was like, I'm not coming in the studio. So I basically like FaceTime with them while I'm folding laundry (laughs) and I do like whatever weird stuff we're doing. And then on Wednesdays, I fly to whatever city. I'm doing Thursday night football in. So it'll be like sometimes it's an easy flight like Seattle and sometimes it's going to Nashville or sometimes it's going to uh, New England. And so I usually get in pretty late uh, and then I wake up on Thursday morning. We do our meeting before the show in the morning and then I go right over to the stadium and do the shows, do the post game. And then the next morning I get up on Friday and I fly to Philly because our NFL film studio is right outside of Philly in oh, wow. New Jersey. So I do the Saturday show and the Sunday show there. And then as soon as the Sunday show is finished, I get on a plane and fly back home to Los Angeles. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and oh, then I start goodness. all over again. I'm literally tired. Like just you explaining that
0: to me. Wow. I like
2: have no idea what time zone I oh, I'm am sure. in. Like I hardly, I usually get like, like, four hours of sleep before both the Saturday and Sunday shows because I am, like, just plugging in on everything. Sure. Like, at the end of the week because Mondays, I'm a shell of a human being. And then Tuesday, I'm usually, like, catching up on everything around my house and trying to pack and and everything else and, like, get, like, appointments. Just, like, being a normal human being. (laughs) On a Tuesday. And then it's just, like, off and running from there. So it's been crazy. But I actually, um, last week – I stayed at home uh, on the East Coast so I could get into Nashville a day early because I had never been there and I really wanted to like check it out and spend some time there. And it was so awesome. I loved Nashville. Like I would love to be able to go back again. It was great.
1: Um, well, taking you back a little, you know, we're talking about the present. But people sometimes assume you you get that big break at a young age. You graduate college and you're on TV. Um, you you began in Philly doing radio, producing, editing, writing, shooting, all of those things, and then you went on to continue your work with Fox Twenty Nine and Comcast Sportsnet, some Phillies coverage. My Phillies shout out. Um, <laughs> but there is that misconception that you know, there's a straight path to the top, Um, but your path reached a a variety of avenues. So how did you get your start to, to kind of make it to the biggest stage with the NFL network, but taking such a, such a route that people probably don't expect that goes on behind the scenes to, to achieve what you have achieved?
2: Yeah, it was a really circuitous kind of route to get here. And, I didn't even want to to do this originally. I wanted to be an art teacher. Oh, wow. was <laughs> <That laughs> a little like... different. <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up like, uh, I ended up going to Drexel, which is in Philly. Yes. And every other college I had applied to, I applied to their art schools with my portfolio. And Drexel was like the one school that I just like last minute applied to. And I didn't send my art portfolio. And they were like, when I decided to go there they told me that I needed to take a year of just like whatever and then I had to reapply to the art school. So they were like, I don't know, just take communications. It'll be really easy. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so I was like, okay, that's cool. And then I took a year of it and I was like, yeah, I'm just going to do this. This is awesome. It's like public speaking and yeah. just things that really came naturally to me. So I did that. And then at Drexel, you have to do a co-op. Right. So it was like I ended up working, like you mentioned, in sports radio and I've kind of done, basically I I didn't want to go to a small market Mm -hmm. and work my way out because that's what everybody said I had to kind of do that in order Mm -hmm. to get on the air and I just felt like that was so ridiculous because I was already in Philadelphia and I was already working, even though it was behind the scenes, I was already working at these big places so I figured I would just beg people to give me jobs mm-hmm. and I would do any I would do any job that they would give me there so I've like when I was working at Fox 29 I would go in and I would set up all my game records a lot of times there weren't any interns so I would have to like record all of the plate like log all of right. the games yeah. I'd build my rundown I'd edit all of the plays I would Build my graphics, I would cut everything. I would cut packages and then like write my scripts and then go and like throw makeup on my face (laughs) (laughs) and like run out and like try and like get it all in time. So it was at the time I felt like it was super stressful and I was doing everything. Like Mm -hmm. I've done everything from like building cameras and working cameras to line producing. And I was always like, what am I doing? This doesn't make sense. I feel like I'm never going to like actually get in front of the camera. And then when I finally was able to, all of those jobs that I had before helped me, helped me be so much better and helped me understand how everything is made and what is feasible and what I can ask for and what won't work and like how to to actually work with people. And it was like, it was the best thing that I ever did. And it was funny because when I was working at Fox, I wanted to quit TV and I like, didn't want to do it anymore. And it was like the beginning of the year in like January of maybe 2014. I can't remember whatever year I started working at at NFL. Um, That year I was still at Fox and I said to my husband that if I'm not somewhere that I want to be by the end of the year by Mm -hmm. December 31st of that year that I'm quitting and I'm getting out of TV. So I was like, this is the last year I'm doing it. And so I started like putting together like an exit plan and was like, all right, I need to figure out what I'm going to do next and like transition use this year as a Mm -hmm. transition to like get into whatever my next thing was going to be. And so I started a company with one of the guys I worked with at Fox 29. He was a photographer there. And so we started shooting weddings And putting together, like, little wedding videos. No kidding. (laughs) And we bought all of our equipment. I built a website for us. We did five weddings. It was great. I was like, oh, business is (laughs) moving. This is awesome. Just like Antonio Brown. Right? Right. (laughs) And, like, all of a sudden, like, my husband and I bought a house in Philly. We were like, okay, I guess we're just going to stay here. So we emptied out, like, all of our savings and bought a house. And that was in April. And then July, um, I had an agent and my and my agent called me and said that NFL Network wanted to audition oh me for this like new thing that they had. Wow. I was like, I was like, what? So they want to fly me to L.A. and audition me to to like be on NFL Network. I was like, yeah, OK. <laughs> I told my husband to come out with me. So he took off work, and we made it like a little mini vacation sure. because I was like, "I'm to not getting this job. This is yeah. <laughs> All Right. So we rented a car, and we drove up the coast, and we did like a little bar crawl the night before my audition. <laughs> and I woke up the next morning and was like, Ugh, "I don't really feel that great, but I got to go do this thing." <laughs> oh my god! I went. I went in NFL Network and was just like, had no expectation of actually getting the job, and. I went through the audition and I thought I bombed it and I text I texted my husband was like, all right, well, that was terrible. Let's go to the beach like I didn't get the job. And then I got the job, <laughs> which was like so insane and uh, I could not believe it and it was it was just like it came it just like came out of nowhere and I moved out to LA that September. And my husband, meanwhile, was working at Comcast Sportsnet and he had his own show there. Oh, wow. So NFL Network had only given me a one-year deal. And I was like, all right, let's just like – one-year deal is scary. Mm -hmm. It's scary to like up and move uh, across the country for a one-year deal, like have have my husband quit his Mm -hmm. job. And like it was just way too risky. So John stayed in Philly – And I went out to LA and we were like, let's just see what happens like this first year because I don't know if I'm going to like it. I don't know if they're going to like me. And it just so happened that my best friend in the whole world, she had been, uh, I I originally had been working with her doing the Phillies coverage um, back like a couple jobs before that. And she's an editor and a producer and she had been uh, living and working in Chicago at the time. So we—it's just so crazy. We both got job offers. Oh my gosh! In Los Angeles, and so we both moved there, and we moved in together. We got a house together in Santa Monica. That's
1: amazing. (laughs) That's That's (laughs)
2: awesome. It was—it was so absurd. Like I went. I literally went from painting walls and outfitting a new house with my husband and our dogs and being like putting up a white picket fence (laughs) right yeah exactly to the very next week moving in with my best friend in Santa Monica with like three suitcases like full of clothes and nothing else so what is happening in my life right now (laughs) it was it was insane like and ever since then everything has just been crazy like I I still I can't believe they pay me to talk about sports and like fly me across, like all over the country to do it. It's just very odd. It's really awesome. Like, I love it.
0: (laughs) You know, just hearing that whole story now, which is incredible because everybody has a different story of how we're how they get to where they want to be and you're in a place right now and you've said it, you know It's so fun. You're doing what you love to do. A lot of people dream of like getting to that spot So when you're in this spot now, what's your mindset? Like how do you challenge yourself every day and, and challenge yourself to be better?
2: Mm, it's like well, I'm such a perfectionist yeah. that I'm always like, it's hard for me to even watch the shows back that I do. (laughs) I don't even really watch them. And everyone keeps telling me I have to watch them in order to get better. It's like a football player. You have to watch tape, like any athlete, anyone who's like, needs to kind of improve. And it's really hard for me because I am just such a critic of myself. Mm -hmm. And so – Every show for me is a challenge. Like I feel like I never actually graduated. Like I feel like I never left college because I for every show, every weekend, like I'm cramming. I put together sure. a crazy amount of notes. I am just like always it's always crunch time for me. Mm-hmm. And it's like I I don't know if I'll ever be able to just relax and like (laughs) Mm -hmm. really enjoy it (laughs) (laughs) the only time i actually am able to do that is during the show because like the lead up to the show i am like just trying to get as much done as i can so i can just sit and relax and have fun while we're on the air right and then afterwards it's always just so draining because it's like just being on like that for however many hours the show is like for instance like the saturday show being on for like three straight hours on like three hours of sleep yeah after like all of these time zones after we're after the show for like the first hour or so after the show i'm just like i feel like i need to be wheeled around (laughs) right
0: right (laughs) you're like where's my sleeping bag (laughs) exactly
2: But yeah, it's, it's, it's really, it's always challenging, but I'm always trying to figure out like new things that I want to, sure. improve. like I, someone the other day was telling me, all right, like when, just as an example, when I toss out to reporters who are like in different cities Mm -hmm. a lot of times they were like your voice gets really high and it's like you're yelling and i was like yeah i feel like i'm yelling today because they're not in the room exactly literally yelling trying to see if they can hear me out in pittsburgh or wherever they are (laughs) and so now
1: i'm trying to have like an inside voice which is so hard when you're outdoors and there's fans and things (laughs) going on around you it's so that's so hard to do yeah, I
2: know. I know. Because they're always like, you're screaming, but you have a microphone in front of you. Like, you don't have to scream. And I was like, you don't understand. Like, if you met my family, we all scream. Whenever we get excited about something, yes. we just start yelling.
1: Yes.
0: It's the natural energy some of us have. <laughs> yeah, you know?
2: exactly.
1: Um, well, Colleen, I, I've i been thinking about a question that I was asked, actually. Um, about two months ago, I was on a women in sports panel, and someone asked the people on the panel, how do you measure success? And one of the girls on the panel, um, was in social media for the Chicago Blackhawks. So, you know, her kind of point was that what she does is a lot different than what I do because she has the brand of the Blackhawks in front of her. No one knows when she, you know, tweets something out or puts content out that it's her, it's the Blackhawks. Um, when obviously what we do, it's, it's us, it's people, you know, see your face, there's something attached to it. And so kind of her perception on how she measures success more has to do with popularity of a post or likes or retweets or something like that. So when the question came to me, I froze because I'm thinking, oh my God, you know, it's just totally That's different. A hard question. Yeah, it, it is. is a hard question. But now I, th- you know, when I, when I meet people like you, I, I think, you know, how would they answer that type of question? So I know I'm throwing a hard one at you, but <laughs> but if someone were to ask you that question, how would you kind of bottle up a question like that and how you, how you measure success?
2: for i uh, that's that's a really hard one and like for me the ultimate success is actually just the happiness that you get from something so if you can if you can do your job and still still be happy with it and still be happy with yourself and still be happy with your life like that to me is the ultimate success because I feel like we're always trying to get more of everything we're always trying to get more followers we're always trying to get more money we're always trying to get more exposure it's always like it nothing is ever enough and for me success is just like being happy with where you are. And that's I think that's like the hardest thing to to really like to just be to like just everything that you have. It just being enough like it's I, I think that's a hard thing, especially in our business, because the competition that is just—it's yep. it, everywhere, and like it's competition with yourself, it's competition with people around you, it's competition with other shows. It's just like a lot. Just being able to like sit back, relax, and be like, "Yeah, yeah I just crushed that." Exactly. It, that yeah. to me is success.
0: Exactly. I love the answer. You killed it. You
2: absolutely killed <laughs> Thank it. Thank you. See, now I feel like I was successful.
0: <laughs> um, okay, so I want it because we touched a little bit on this, and so maybe maybe you'll have a little bit of a different answer. But you've been all these cities. Now, I know you love Nashville because you just told us that. Um, But Okay. So if there's a city that you've been to this year, including like maybe the fan base, what's been Mm -hmm. your favorite city? Oh, so that's hard because Nashville is the only city (laughs) that
2: I've been to this year that I actually had extra time in. Sure. Because normally when I get to a city, like I said, it's late at night and I usually just like go to my hotel room and pass out or like do some work and get room service. And then like the next day, I'm just like I'm um, in the hotel for our meeting, and then straight to the stadium, and then after the game, right back to the hotel. So a lot of times, I only really get to enjoy the hotel that we're in.
1: If you could write room I service,
2: w- I know I, st- I yeah, like it's we've stayed in some nice places. I'm like, oh my god, this is great! I love room service. Um, but the uh, I did I love
0: Seattle.
2: and Yay,
0: that's my home state. What? Oh, oh my yeah. God. <laughs> I love it. We got, a we got two Philly girls on here, and she loves Washington State. Yes. I like uh, – Seattle
2: was so awesome, and I would love to go back because I really didn't get a chance to enjoy it at all. But I will say that that game – the fans before the game because that was Packers Seahawks. So we had a ton of Packers fans and a ton of Seahawks fans. And out of every single game we did so far this year, they were by far the loudest and they Mm -hmm. were the most fans out for that show. Like our, our pregame show. They were awesome. Like it was, it was really cool. We could hardly hear each other. And we had some serious like IFBs in our ears. We had serious like, and, and like, it was still really difficult to like do anything and for me i Mm -hmm. love those scenarios i love when it's just so loud that you can you can't even hear yourself think but that's the whole point of like being yeah. out there and being among everybody because it's so it's so much fun. You get to meet so many cool people. I love reading all of the crazy signs <laughs> and like t-shirts that everybody has. It's like and the other like everybody had cheese sticks all the Packers fans and so they were like <laughs> like had like mozzarella sticks and stuff and like, it just funny.
1: Well, you do make your job look so fun for sure. Thanks. No matter, no matter what you're doing in studio or on the field or whatever it is, if anyone follows Colleen on social media, it looks fun. <laughs> but, you know, you talk about all the behind the scenes and all the hard work and the hours and the travel and things like that, that, that are hard. But we only see you on TV. And, and that's the part that looks so enjoyable. But for you, what's your favorite part of what you do?
2: Oh, I like the, I just, I love doing shows that are outside of the studio, like for big events. So at like any time, if I'm at the draft or at Super Bowl or like for these Thursday night games, the energy is so different. And it's not like when you're in a studio, it's quiet. Like luckily for our weekend shows, we have Michael Robinson there who he plays, he plays <laughs> DJ for us during the breaks and we just blast me we have a giant speaker in the studio and as soon as we go to break it's like a club (laughs) we just blare music and like our at first our producers absolutely hated it because That's when they need to talk to us during the break to like tell us what's coming up next and like who we're you know who we're tossing out to and like different traffic and we're just like you guys have to deal with it it's a a studio is a very sterile environment otherwise it's quiet like you guys are the only people in there so you have to somehow get energy from other places to like especially if it's a morning show and everyone's tired like it's it's hard sometimes to kind of to to generate that and manufacture that if you don't naturally have it that day. And so whenever I'm somewhere um, on remote and it's a big game or it's a big event, there's just naturally an electric feeling in the air. And so I really feed off of that. I feed off of other people's energy a lot. And so if I'm around people that don't really have good energy or don't really have any energy (laughs) like that's (laughs) that's tough but luckily i work with um everybody i work with right right now has amazing energy and like i would so much rather be around people that need to be like told to like settle down than like told to wake up so whenever i'm on those remotes i just i love it so much because they're just naturally so much fun
0: Yeah, we have a blast watching you. And that's the thing though. I mean, we're in a job where, yeah, there's a lot of tough parts to our job and everybody's journeys are different. But when it comes down to it, like we get to talk sports, we get to do what we love. And when we have that energy around us, whether we're on the field or, you know, like you said, in a remote uh, situation, I mean, it's just like so fun to just be able to carry that energy with you. And and yeah. you are just brilliant at, I guess, showing that and exuding that in a natural way. So Oh,
2: that's nice. Thank you so much. Like this has been like the first year for me uh, doing Thursday Night Football. I wasn't sure what to expect. And it's like, it's so easy to to have fun with it because mm-hmm. it's it is just so much fun.
1: My favorite part of the show is the guys that come on the set at the end. You know this Thursday you had Derek Henry who obviously had an unbelievable game. Oh my god, yeah. It's just yeah. natural <laughs> interactions, you know. These are re- these are real people who just played a great game of football, but then you have that kind of instant reaction with them, that is so enjoyable for a fan t- to really watch and get into.
2: Yeah, and it's it's obviously different every week, and we're all watching the game, trying to figure out, okay, like, who's going to win? Like, if it's a close game, who's going to oh, win? Yeah. Who do we want to ask right, for? Right. And usually by the fourth quarter, we pretty much Probably know who it's, who it's going to be. And, yeah, this week it was pretty obvious <laughs> from, right. like, the start of the game. And I love that he was wearing... His cleats, his cleats for my cause, my cleats and I it was saw special that Olympics. Steve
1: Smith dropped five grand on them as a, Wait bid. a minute. So
2: I thought that Steve, I was like, Oh, I know where Steve's going with this. We're on the same page. I thought Steve <laughs> was going to be like, I'll start the bidding at like Two fifty, and then like you know, I was like, okay, cool. I'm gonna be like, all right, I'll I'll raise that five hundred. And then I thought we were all going to like you know do a little thing where we all build, right. and he was just like five thousand. So I was like, I'm out.
0: You're like Steve, come on now, bro.
2: Yeah, <laughs> like making everybody look
0: bad. But I was like, that oh, was that's so like funny. it's so
2: awesome. It's for such a good cause.
1: Everyone's face <laughs> when he said five thousand dollars. They were they. Everyone looked like you want to drop their mics and just
2: leave. No, I was like. Okay, Steve, like, <laughs> maybe great. we can build up to that. But <laughs>
1: that was right. so funny. And I have to ask, too, you were in
0: Cleveland <laughs> oh when they won God. their first game in. I know. Yes! the birthday cake, that was, like, really fun. <laughs> I really loved that. I really, really loved that. That post- was one game. of my favorites
2: uh, of the year. I, like, every single game this year has been so interesting. Even the bad ones have been good. Like, even the game... The 49ers and the Raiders, I was like, oh, Oh, because you're the Nick Mullins gonna, story. This is going to be right. right the Nick Mullins game. Right, right. And Brett Favre right. called it. Yeah. I was like, this is insane. But the the Browns game was so awesome. Like, I couldn't believe it all lined up that way because in our meeting that morning, we had Joe Thomas on for the first time. And... Joe we were asking Joe Thomas uh what are the chances Baker Mayfield plays this year?" and he was like, "Oh like no th- he's not gonna <laughs> they're not gonna put him in blah, blah blah like unless they're unless Tyrod gets hurt and uh, like that game, everything just lined up, and poor Tyrod. He gets hurt and then Baker goes in before the yeah. half and finishes off the game and they win. And the energy I've I hadn't I've never felt Ugh. energy in a stadium like that outside of playoffs before. Like I've never felt something like that in the regular season. It and insane. it like it the fan so insane. I felt I was so happy for the fans. They were just so excited. Yeah. And Baker was so cool and so confident. And he stayed with us so long for postgame. I thought Like, we all were like, oh my god, is Baker Mayfield still doing the post-game show? Like, weeks later. Like, he's he's just, we gave him the cake, and then he just starts calmly cutting the cake as he's talking, and I'm like... (laughs)
1: Yeah, it was like he just took a seat. Oh, how was your night, guys?
0: Yeah, it was was ridiculous. (laughs) That was a really fun game. Yeah, that was an awesome show. Well, we've really, really enjoyed having you on the podcast Yeah, this is great. We probably kept you for too long, but... For people out there who want to follow you on social media because she's a great follow, uh, where can they follow you at?
2: Uh, on Twitter, it's at ColleenWolfNFL, and then Instagram is Colleen Wolf. Thank you so much. This has been awesome. I'm so glad I was able to do it. Yeah, Colleen, thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. This is great.
1: Thanks so much.
2: Of course, anytime. Let me know. I'll come back again. Yes,
1: please. We would love to.
0: Well, that was... Beyond my expectations uh, of the you know, bomb. what I ex- what I expected from her. Yeah, she's, you know, it's it's crazy because you see these people and you think, you know, maybe I know their story or you kind of try to guess. I, I guess in our business, we always try to guess, like, what's their path been like? And some people's it's really clear. Some people it's it's not. And I was so excited because I actually got to hear her full story. And I just thought it was incredible. She was about to get out of the mm-hmm. business. Mm hmm. I mean, she was literally like going another route and she got the call from the NFL network. I mean, it's incredible.
1: Right. I think what's cool too is she's not one of those people that said i was born to do this you know what i mean she took the path that was in front of her it it came down to you know the college that she decided to go to had a different plan for her that she didn't have for herself and and i totally believe in those stories you know that that there's always a greater plan and it might not be the plan you have but it's the plan that was set before you and it was so inspiring really to hear how she just followed that plan instead of, you know, being stubborn and thinking, no, but I want it to do Mm -hmm. this. You know, Mm -hmm. she, she really set out to just follow what was, what was put out in front of her. And obviously I was a fan of her before, just from growing up in Philadelphia and, um, being, being from Philly and seeing someone, kind of who was in my shoes at one mm-hmm. time being, you know, a young girl in Philly and seeing what she's done and, and the name she's made for herself. So that was obviously super cool from my perspective to begin with. But then once talking to her and hearing her story, and she's just so real and down to earth and genuine. And she wasn't really beaten around the no. bush, you know, she, she was who she was. Her job is what it is. And, and you can tell she's just grateful. She's, She's who she is. And
0: I think that's the biggest part. I think uh, what really struck me in the conversation uh, was when we said, you know, mm-hmm. how do you define success? And she said, I define success by mm-hmm. happiness, how happy I am. And we're all, and I'm guilty of it too. We're all guilty of being in the moment sometimes with with not being happy with like being at this level or You know, we're not at this point of our career yet. Um, Maybe we don't like where we are currently. You know, no matter what the story is, you have to sometimes get away from all those little things and just realize, okay, got to be happy in the moment. You know, we're covering sports when it comes down to it. We're doing what we love to do. And I thought that that was, that was cool. Like that, it was a simple answer.
1: Yeah. She's the bomb. I'm a fan. And everyone else should be too. Yeah, go
0: follow her if you have it.
1: Her, her Instagram is funny. Yeah, it is. When she was talking about room service, she she posts videos of like, here I am eating room service again. It's funny. She's really funny.
0: Yeah, so go follow her. Um, also, I know for our, like, few, what are, are we in December already? Gosh, it's almost like the end of December. We have already, we have pretty much December and January booked out for guests. So we have so much more to come here on this podcast. So Ella, where should they go to subscribe and then follow us on social media?
1: So if you're listening right now on iTunes, click that subscribe button. If you like what you're hearing, please leave a review or a rate. Um, we would love to hear from you and here, get some feedback on social media. Instagram is at beyond basic pod and Twitter at beyond basic pod as well. Send us messages um, we would love to hear from the listeners. I love when I go home and, and so many people have been tuning in and they have great feedback. So if you want to reach us, you can on, on those three platforms.
0: Spread the love people and have a wonderful week. We'll see you next Tuesday or we'll, we'll actually, you'll listen to us next Tuesday. Not see see us. All right. Listen. (laughs) Listen. All right. Bye guys.